Welcome to episode 68 of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Monday morning, fresh off of our second live show here for the podcast, Drew's Sports Crew with the Journey to a Million squad, myself, Drew Skyberg, Zach Rausch, and Jared Valeski. We took a trip to Oshkosh. We went to the Oshkosh Arena to watch the Wisconsin Glow face offers the Detroit Queens and... It was quite the game. Look, the Glow were previously undefeated. They unfortunately lost their first game of the season in that game. And look, we had to go to the shot of the week here to talk about it. That goes to Hannah Johannes of the Oshkosh Arena. She was the one who helped us arrange this event. We had some great interviews, which you'll be hearing later in this episode. We had them with, at first, a player. We had it with Jessica Kelleher. And then at halftime, we met with the owner of the Oshkosh Arena and of the the Wisconsin Glow, Greg Pierce. And then after, we had on Coach Kate, Kate Peterson-Abiad. We had her on for the post game. It was a lot of fun. We got to meet with all of them. We were on our sports crew deck during the game, watching the game from the party deck. It was a lot of fun. And Look, just thank you again to Hannah for making this event possible. But yeah, let's go into more of our sports stuff here. For Monday, we got to go through our segments, but then, like I said, I have those three interviews that will be aired for the second half. You know, we'll be talking more about the Wisconsin Glow. It's all of our, on our social media. We'll be posting more of their stuff, of course, and yeah, let's get into it here now, the stats of the week. We got six of them here on this Monday morning. First one, it's got to be with Shohei Otani. He has been putting up crazy stats, so we got to talk about him. Since the start of last season... Otani uh, hit a home run a few days ago, and it was his 30th home run with at least 110 miles per hour exit velocity. And that's second most in MLB over that span, just one behind Vladimir Guerrero Jr. of the Blue Jays, who the Brewers faced off against in this past weekend. Next one here Ole Miss is the first team to hit back to back to back home runs in a men's college World Series game since LSU. They did it in 1998. The Astros, you you guys saw what they did Saturday. They recorded the first no-hitter at this version of Yankee Stadium, which opened in 2009. And it's the first time since the Yankees have been no-hit since June 11th, 2003. And guess what? That came against the Astros, too. And both of them were combined no-hitters. Astros pitchers have been doing crazy stuff, right? We saw two immaculate innings. Boom, we see a no-hitter then. Next one here, Alec Manoa, who the Brewers faced off against on Saturday, or I should say Friday, has a 2.05 ERA this season, the second lowest by a Blue Jays starter through 14 starts in franchise history. The one who beat him, Roger Clemens, had a 2.02 ERA through his first 14 starts in 1997. He won the AL Cy Young that year, so... You know, no harm, no foul being behind him. Right now, you know, Shane McClanahan's in that race in the AL. Of course, Alec Manoa is with starts like these. And, you know, you could throw Garrett Cole in there as well. It's been something in the AL right now. A lot of AL East, you know, players are getting a lot of, you know, they're in the awards right now. I mean, they're, they are looking like contenders for a lot of the individual player awards. Next one here, we got two more. Last night, so that would have been during the draft, Duke had four players taken in the first round for the second time in the modern draft era. That, that goes back to 1966. 
It also happened in 1999. More players were selected from Duke than either the Big 12 Conference, who had three, or the Pac-12, who had also had three in the first round. Johnny Davis, then, is the first Badger underclassman to be drafted in the first round of the NBA draft in the common draft era, and that goes back to 1966. Yeah, thank you, then ESPN, of course, for those stats, and let's roll to on this day in sports history. I mentioned the date, I'll mention it again, June 27th, 2022 is the date, and let's read what happened on this day. On this day in 1939, the Brooklyn Dodgers tied the Boston Bees 2-2 two two in 23 innings. And it was called on account of darkness. After 5 hours and 15 minutes, the Boston Bees were, in fact, a Major League Baseball team. Here we go. Then on this day in 1977, Willie McCovey smashes two home runs in an inning. For the second time in his career, that took place. or The, set, the first one was April 12th, 1973. On this day in 1979, heavyweight Muhammad Ali confirms that his third retirement is final. And guess what? It actually was not. On this day in 1980, Dodgers' Jerry Roos no-hits the San Francisco Giants 8-0. On this day in 1983, we've seen this before. The Seattle Mariners, they bat out of order against the White Sox in the second inning. I believe the Brewers have done that before. Yep, and they did it a few years ago, and it was quite something. On this day in 1990, Jose Canseco, he signs a record $4.7 million per year contract with the Oakland Athletics. On this day in 1990, the NBA draft, Syracuse power forward, Derek Coleman, first picked by the New Jersey Nets. On this day in 2001, NBA draft from Glenn Academy, Kwame Brown is the first pick by the Washington Wizards. On this day in 2013, NBA draft, UNLV, power forward Anthony Bennett is the first pick then for the Cleveland Cavaliers as well. And then one more here on this day in 2014, the NHL Coyotes franchise, they they changed their geographic name from Phoenix to Arizona after change of ownership that happened in 2014. And that'll wrap up on this day. Let's go into the Brewer Prediction Challenge here. Look, we do not know right now my how my Prediction Challenge worked out. I did say they were going to split against the Cardinals, and they did split that series, in fact. And if they win on Sunday, full disclosure, I'm recording before Sunday's baseball game here, I will win the Prediction Challenge. If they win, if they lose, I do, in fact, lose. So this is kind of you know, the rubber match for the Brewers in this series, and also for my prediction challenge, and right, Chichi Gonzalez was on the hill against Jose Barrios, so we know what happened now, so let's talk about what's going on this week, right, in, in baseball, Brewers, their schedule, let's go through it, we go into July later in this week, so keep that in mind, two game series against the Tampa Bay Rays, only two games, and 6-10 is the first pitch on Tuesday, and 11-10 is the first pitch on Wednesday. So we're going to be up nice and early for that one. That's very nice. 6-0-5 then, you got a four-game series, a gift against the Pirates. Four-game series there, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 6-0-5 being on Friday. Saturday, 3-0-5, 12-35 then on Sunday, and then also 6-0-5, I should add, 
with that Thursday, June 30th game as well. So that gives us six games this week on the slate. You know how I roll either. I'm going to go be going here. Four games against the Pirates. I got to go four and two. Look, I think you split them with Tampa. You split those two games, and then you, you, win, you win in Pittsburgh. You got to beat the Pirates there. Must win. And now I'm confident in the Brewer crew and getting that done. We did see those City Connect jerseys debut this past weekend. It was there. Those are quite something. You know, I am a fan. I, I do like how they just represent the great city of Milwaukee. So, what else? Cornburn's bobblehead is, in fact, taking place on the 26th. And we don't really have any giveaways. Brewers are back on the road. So, we can go through some stats here then before we get into our interviews with Wisconsin Glow owner, coach, and a player. So, looking through the stats right now, the story is Rowdy Tullis cooled off a little bit, right? He finally gets his first home run since late May. OPS plus, though, he's still sitting at 114, still above average hitter. You'd be surprised right now. This Brewers squad, they are all they're all right around the 100 mark. 100 meaning they're league average hitters. And Christian Yelch at 101. Willie Adams at 109, Rowdy Thaws at 114, Hunter Renfro at 118, and the only one below 100 really is Omar Narvaez at 98, being your catcher, Tyrone Taylor at 99, right? So, like, these guys are, I mean, that, that's kind of what you expect. It's, it's a league average offense. I mean, it's an average offense. That's really what the Brewers are, and the advanced metrics, they point to that as well. So, let's look at the pitching right now. You know, Corbin Burns is still doing Corbin Burns things. He's only six and four, right? You can't look at win losses. It's twenty twenty two. We don't use win losses. We we look at other stuff. His ERA plus is sitting at one seventy one. His FIP is at three eleven. And yeah, you know, just put in perspective, Freddie Peralta's FIP was two eleven before he got hurt, and his ERA was four point four two. So you know, he would have been for sure, you know, trending upwards now, but. That's just how it is. Brandon Woodruff's rehab starts in, let's go to other news, in Appleton for the Timber Rattlers. You know, it it was a great start. Only allowed one run. He allowed a solo home run, but it sounds like he's going to be ready to join the Brewer crew very soon. So that's going to be exciting. Hopefully that's something we can hear, hear this week, maybe. What do you guys think about that? What else do we have going on? Like, of course, I gotta go through more pitchers. We saw Hader give up another run, right? His third run he's given up this year. Three earned runs. His ERA is 1.19. No complaints there. Hobie Milner, you know, a guy who many were like maybe skeptical of with some of the outings and some of the roles he was getting. Got a credit where credit's due. His ERA is around 2.1, and he's looked great. Look, ERA plus. At 199, he is he's pitched well. His FIP is in agreement too with around where his ERA is. So at 2.82, Devin Williams has looked a lot better too after that rough start to this season. He's been commanding his changeup a lot better, and that's kind of let his fastball kind of play wherever, and it's really helped that pitch. Last thing here, let's look at the playoff odds now. Brewers are sitting at a 43.5% chance to make the postseason and 0.8% to win the World Series. Look, I feel like those odds, I don't know why. I, I, I mean, we know why it's so low. They were coming off that rough, that rough stretch. That month of June was horrendous. But 
look, the division, you have three teams basically on pace to lose 100-plus games in the Cubs, Pirates, and Reds. If you beat out the Cardinals, you're bound to make the playoffs. I think this Brewers team is going to beat out the Cardinals, in my humble opinion. And I think we'll see this Brewers team play playoff baseball. I think they'll be that three seed, sadly, because I don't know if they're going to have better records than the winner of the NL West or the NL East, just based on performance and based on how it's gone so far, which would put them making, they would have to play a three-game series, which I am not a fan of. But I understand that's how it is now. There's nothing I can do about it. But they would be probably in a three-game series, and they would play then against the sixth seed, and then the four and the five would square off, right? That's how the playoffs work now, with the one and the two getting the bye. So that'll wrap it up for this first half of the episode. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, you'll hear my interview with Jessica Kelleher, Greg Pierce, and Coach Kate, Kate Peterson Abiad. I was recently introduced to AG1, and wow, if you're someone like me who hates taking pills and vitamins, wants more energy, and wants a more optimized immune system, let me tell you why this is the perfect supplement for you. So what is this stuff, you may ask? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's all those things. And look, this is the perfect thing to start your morning routine, start your day off right with just one scoop of AG1 with some water. And let's talk about AG1. What makes it so great, you may ask? It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, right? And it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And let's talk about the price, right? You might be asking about that. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance, and with that, you know, that's going to save you money, right? It costs you less than $3 a day while you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit, which I do have. I do love my coffee, but uh, talk about what the founder did here. He created... Athletic Greens, after experience, how difficult it was to create an optimal nutritional routine on your own, and I can attest to that. It is extremely difficult on a day-by-day basis. Athletic Greens, they also have over 7,000 five-star reviews, so you know you are getting the best when it comes to Athletic Greens. And also, they're they're a climate-neutral certified company, so you know they care about the environment. And for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. And right now, it is just time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Look, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one year supply free of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash emerging, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S.com forward slash emerging, E-M-E-R. G-I-N-G. And that is to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Here we glow. So we have some questions. Of course, Jessica, look, you're playing the Detroit Queens here. Your third meeting against the Queens here. 
you know, what is it like, right, facing a team third t- three times? You beat them the first two. It's always tough to beat them that third time is what they say. What's, what's your guys' plan to go out and do tonight? I think the plan for today is just to change it up a lot. We don't want to go into each game, especially playing a team the third time with the same strategy. So we're trying to run a lot of new stuff, but even defensively, just constantly changing how we're attacking them on the defensive end so that they never know what to expect. Yeah, it's something that we saw actually, you know, your last meeting against them, a lot of pressure you guys applied the half court with, you know, pressing and trapping. Is that something we can see, we pl- should plan to see tonight from the GLOW? Um, yeah, I think we're going to try a few different things, see what works best, but we're going to change it up a lot. So maybe a little bit of zone, some trapping the ball screens, you know, just keep it, keep it unexpected for them. Um, I saw last time you guys played them, I think you put up 21 points. 10 rebounds. Um, is there anything that you've changed your game in your game going up against them, or are you continuing the same mindset going into this game? Um, I think that for me personally, we just and I, for the whole team, actually, we try to take what they're giving us. We're really lucky that we have a deep team and people that can score in different ways. So one game might be me that scores 20 points, and then the next game it might be someone else. And I think that's the really great thing about this team. So going in, you don't really have to worry too much about getting yours because someone's going to have a good day. Yeah, that's something, right? The, the story, right, in our pregame show is Lauren Van Clunen. She is out tonight with an injury, right? You know, she had a big game. She's a new player, and she had a big game last time against the Queens, now out. So, I mean, we talked about the depth, right? How is that depth going to have to come up tonight against the Queens in order to get a dub tonight? Um, I think tonight we're going to have to have some players that are used to playing at the guard position stretch themselves a little bit. Um, We don't really have much depth in our big players tonight, so maybe some more minutes from the bigs we do have and just picking up the intensity in ways that we can with the small size we have in our quickness to counter that. Yeah, for sure. Jared, you got any other questions here? Um, i just say good luck. Um, yeah, yeah good, yep, good luck, Jessica. Yep, Matt, <laughs> go get them tonight. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you. Here we go for the halftime show here for the Wisconsin Glow. We have the owner of the Wisconsin Glow here with us, Greg Pierce. Thank you, Greg, for coming with us here for our halftime show, and let's get right into it. So, so, Greg, initially, you know, for this halftime, for the first half, what were your thoughts on the team? How did you think your team came out? Well, Detroit came out ready to play today. Um, we've played them a couple times already. Uh, I would say the first half today wasn't our best first half of the year, but what you're seeing is with our club is we've got a lot of talent. We're deep, and even in spite of maybe not having our best game, you know, we're still playing fairly well. Yeah, that was in our pregame show. We talked about it. The depth is really what helps this Wisconsin Glow team. Look, there's a reason why they're undefeated. It's not one player. It's, you know, all 10-11, whoever are out there for the game. And, yeah, I mean, that's been the story. Look, Lincoln James has had herself quite the first half. You know, what can you tell us more about Lincoln James for someone who might have not watched her play before? Well, Lincoln is a very unselfish player, but when she has an opportunity to score I mean she'll go ahead and take it but she distributes the ball well I mean the thing she has going for her against usually the defenders is is her speed and you know she can make some plays happen today um, she's had a lot of open looks and she's just gone ahead and take them what we have a lot with a lot of our players is they're very unselfish and sometimes they just pass the ball too much so uh, Lakin did some uh, you know played well today and took the open shot she had 
Yeah, you know, you you, men- you mentioned passing a lot in this. I mean, we saw a lot of passing from the glow. Sometimes it helped them out. Sometimes it didn't. You know, there's times where we saw them actually pass up open looks. But keys for the second half, what are you thinking? First thing that comes to your mind, how will the glow finish this game? How will they get the dub? Stay undefeated. Well, we've got five, six people that can put 20 on you at any given point. And one of them's going to step up and, and blow this thing up. And, you know, I don't know who it's going to be. And if I'm the opposing coach, I mean, I don't even know who you focus on. Joe Anderson or it could be Taylor Purifoy or Hannah Whitish or anybody can can hit you for that quick. Third quarter, we've always come out strong. Um, we're getting it figured out. So I think somebody's going to go pop 20 on somebody real fast. Hey, uh, Jared, you got a question here? Yeah. So, yeah, like you just said, I mean, we saw a few games ago that they, I think last time they played Detroit, they were down at half um, by about, like, six or so, and then they cut it to one at the end of the third quarter. So uh, do you think that it's going to be an immediate impact that they're going to pull away right away, or do you think it's going to take a few quarters to get that to get them going? No, I, I think they're going to come out strong right away at the top of the game, uh, third quarter, and they should be able to pull away. I mean, in every game, if you saw any of the highlights from St. Louis last week, we go down, we only had seven players healthy, we go down, we were down 13 at one point, and then we go on 11-0 run. And then uh, if you didn't catch on Joe Anderson, Joe went 9 for 10 from three-point range and then hit every shot down the end of the game. Uh, so we were up like three or four points, I think, with four minutes to go, and we ended up winning by 11. Um, so we go on runs, and I think that'll happen. And I think third quarter, we normally will do it there. I expect us to pull away even more in the third quarter, hopefully, if we can get it going. And that's what we can hope for. Greg, we're going to let you go. Thank you for coming for the halftime show, and let's glow. Thanks, guys. Coach Abiad has joined us here for our post-game show to wrap up here. And, hey, Coach, we want to talk about the first. At first, we want to talk about at the 216-minute mark. Um, what was going on in that media timeout, or what was the commotion going on there? Well, I had uh, told the official that if the – if the three-point shot that Lakin took went in, I wanted a timeout, and it went in. He granted me the timeout, and the other coach said that they were in a similar situation last week or the week before and that they were not allowed to have that timeout, and they felt it was against the rules to give me the timeout. So they looked it up and found that, in fact, I can call that timeout if I want it. So um, I, I, it took an awful long time to sort that out, but um, but that was what that was about. Gotcha. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, talk about Lincoln James. Look, she came up big in the second half as well. Look, our our guy over there, Zach, is a big fan of Lincoln James. And, you know, just talk to us about her impact. Like, she still was there, you know, second half, yeah. either way. Zach, I'm a big fan of Lincoln James as well. So we have that in common. Um, you know, she she really played well in the first half as well. And we could we were not hitting shots. And typically that's sort of our deal is we, we, we can score the ball really well. We have a ton of shooters. Uh, we just couldn't hit open shots. And Lakin was, was scoring for us. And at halftime we talked about who is actually playing in the flow and, and making things happen. And, you know, Lakin was really the one uh, that was doing that. We just didn't have a lot of production from other people. And in the second half it was the same thing. Yeah, talk about, you know, Lauren Van Clunen, her, her being out tonight. I mean, that kind of felt like a big story, you know, especially with the depth considering her performance. She, nine for 10, 18 points last meeting against the Queens. You know, talk about how the depth was, right, without her tonight. Yeah, you know, she's she's a great player, and we we lose height and we lose uh, substitutions. We, you know, you could see we played some of our 
perimeter players in the post so that we could, you know, Gabby is playing in the post and Taylor Words is playing in the post, defending in the post for us so that we can uh, adjust to not having another big body. Um, but she definitely was a big factor for us last time, and so we, it was noticeable. But still, I mean, every game we have a different group of people, it seems like. One week somebody can't make it, another week somebody can't make it, and that is the nature of this team. And we've always been able to make it work with who we had. And so tonight we should have been able to do that as well. Um, you know, we didn't have a good game, and how we respond to this will tell me a lot about the character of our team. Exactly, and to kind of wrap up here, Jared, you had a question? So we talked to Greg at halftime, and uh, he told us that there's always that one player on the team that's going to go off for 20-plus points, or, you know, it can be anyone. So what do you do from here going forward to your game tomorrow? Do you go in the same, with the same mindset, or are you going to look to change something up? Well, we've got to be better tomorrow. So wh whatever that is, um, however we can do that to make our team play better together. Um, for us, I think that's why we have been you know, a, a top team in this league for the four years that we've been in this league is because we have so many weapons and that everybody can score. And if we sub, we don't lose anything. Today we were subbing to find something. Who can knock down a shot? Who's going to get us moving on offense? Who's going to create opportunities through their defense? And we searched and searched for that. That is typically not like us at all. What we need to do is come back tomorrow as a, as a unit and be better as a team, period. It doesn't have to be one kid. We're not looking for one kid. Sometimes we have one that comes out and scores a bunch of points with the help of their teammates. You know, so that's what we need to do tomorrow. We need to regroup tonight. We need to come out tomorrow. We need to be better as a team. We're right with you there, Coach. Thank you for coming on tonight. I appreciate it. And yeah. best of luck tomorrow. Thank you. That was Coach Abiata of your Wisconsin Glow. Thank you again to Jessica Kelleher, Greg Pierce, and Coach Abiata for coming on our live show. And look, that's going to wrap it up here. For this episode, social media-wise, you can find our Instagram and Twitter at Drew Sports Crew, our Facebook, Drew's Sports Crew, and that's our YouTube as well. So, Drew Skyberg signing off on this Monday morning. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew's Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.